give God praise for a second. Come on. Come on. We are starting a new series today. Today, our new series that we are starting today is called Emerge. Emerge. Somebody say amen. I've been trying more and more to be like my friend, Paul Grider. Y'all are laughing like it's not a good idea. I, I, I do. I, I, he, he, he has discipled me and he, he has fed into me. And, and I, 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 I want to I be more like Paul. I, I look up to Paul. You know, I, I've started lifting like he does because he talks about lifting weights every other Sunday. So I thought I might need to. I love you, Paul. But I was lifting the other day, and, and God hit me with a truth. He hit me with a truth right in the middle of my agony of exercising. And I, I, I lifted, and I did my set, and I set my weights down, and I stopped. And I knew that the next time I went up there to do it, they were going to weigh the exact same. They were just going to be just as heavy. I was going to have to use just as much effort to pick them up, and it was going to hurt just as bad. No matter how strong that I become, it's still just as heavy. It's still just as hard. The weight of that will take the same amount of effort. You know, the, the weight of sin never changes. The consequence of sin never changes. You think you're on the other end of it, when you go back to that place or to that person or to that thing or to that moment, it's going to be just as heavy. Wouldn't it be nice? Wouldn't it be nice if you were stepping up to do your set in life, stepping up to do your moment to exert yourself and lift and take care of this heavy thing that somebody stepped in front of you and went, hold up, hold up, hold up. Bam. Puts it down. Look how good you did that. Did you see yourself pick it up? No, I saw you pick it up and tell me that I did it. That's Jesus. Takes your sin from you. Relieves you of that. Frees you from that. Picks it up for you. Carries the burden for you. And then says, you did it. I'm proud of you. I love you. Yes? Your fear, your anxiety, your worry, everything that is just as big and scary in this world that you are dealing with will always be as serious, will always be as heavy, will always be as difficult. But it is only by the blood of Christ that you will be able to endure at all. At all. He makes a good spotter. Somebody say amen. Now we are going to start this Emerge series in some Old Testament. So if you have your Bibles with you, let's stand for the reading of God's Word. We are in Deuteronomy chapter 8. Now as we read this, we are going to read the first verse, the last verse, and everything in between. So I apologize. I, I wanted all of this because I feel like we need to hear all of this. Amen? And so as we read this, I want this to fire you up. I want you to be reflective, okay? I want you to, to, to take this in. I want you to drink in this word. We are 
God is leading the, the children of Israel out of the wilderness. They have spent 40 days in quarantine, or 40 years in quarantine. Nobody caught that? It was a joke. It was a quarantine joke. They have spent 40 years in the wilderness, and they are about to emerge from it. I want you, I want you to think about how you've been dealing with things in your life, how you've been in this moment of reflection, how you've been in this moment where you've been by yourself, where you've been cut off, and now as the body of Christ, we are about to emerge, say emerge. And so I want you to hear this and reflect on this as we read it. Are you ready? Starting in verse 1, Deuteronomy chapter 8. The whole commandment that I command you today you shall be careful to do. That you may live and multiply and go in and possess the land that the Lord swore to give to your fathers. And you shall remember the whole way the Lord your God has led you these 40 years in the wilderness. That he might humble you, testing you to know what was in your heart, whether you would keep his commandments or not. And he humbled you and let you hunger and fed you with manna, which you did not know. Nor did your fathers know that he might make you know that man does not live by bread alone, but, by, but man lives by every, every, say every, every, every word that comes from the mouth of the Lord. Your clothing did not wear out on you, and your foot did not swell these 40 years. Knowing then in your heart as a man disciplines his son the lord your god disciplines you so you shall keep the commandments of the lord your god by walking in his ways and by fearing him for the lord your god is bringing you into a good land somebody say good land, good land. a land of brooks of water of fountains and springs flowing out in the valleys and hills a land of wheat and barley of vines and fig trees and pomegranates a land of olive trees and honey a land in which you will eat bread without scarcity, in which you will lack nothing. A land whose stones are iron, and out of whose hills you can dig copper. And you shall eat and be full, and you shall bless the Lord your God for the good land. Say good land. Good land. He has given you. Take care lest you forget the Lord your God by not keeping his commandments and his rules and his statues, which I command you today. Lest when you have eaten and are full and have built good houses and live in them, when your herds and flocks multiply and your silver and gold is multiplied and all that you have is multiplied, say multiplied, then your heart be lifted up and you forget the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of slavery, who led you through the great and terrifying wilderness with its fiery serpents and scorpions, and thirsty ground, where there was no water, who brought you, uh, brought you water out of the flinty rock, who fed you in the wilderness with manna that your fathers did not know, that he might humble you and test you to do you good in the end. Beware lest you say in your heart, my power and the might of my hand have gotten me this wealth. You shall remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you power to get wealth, that he may confirm his covenant that he swore to your fathers at, its, at it is this day. When? This day. And if you forget the Lord your God and go after other gods and serve them and worship them, I solemnly warn you today that you shall surely perish. 
like the nations that the Lord makes to perish before you, so you shall you before you, so shall you perish because you would not obey the voice of the Lord. Somebody, somebody say amen. Let's give God praise for that right now. You may be seated. You may be seated. I I I don't apologize for reading all of that because I feel like we needed to hear every single word of it. Guys, I don't know about you, but we've been in the wilderness. We've been in the wilderness. Our focus has been challenged. That's our word for the year. Focus. Our focus is coming under attack. Our focus is coming into the crosshairs of the enemy. I have never in my short young life seen this many distractions to try to rob you of your focus, to try to take you off of Christ, to try to stop you from focusing on Him and focus on anything else. Terrified. Terrified. You know what? The enemy is a magician. That means he, he doesn't even really have real powerful power. He, he just works in illusions. You hear what I'm saying? The enemy just works in illusions. And the way an illusion works is this. Look over here. Don't look over here. Pay attention to this. Don't pay attention to what I'm doing here. Pay attention to this sickness. Don't pay attention to the body of Christ rising up like it never has before. Pay attention to these riots. Don't pay attention to the love of Christ being on display like no one has ever seen before. Pay attention to the hurt and the fear and the social anxiety. Don't pay attention to the body of Christ coming together. Black, white, doesn't matter. We are coming together to go to battle for the kingdom of heaven more so now than we ever have before. But the enemy will try to tell you, don't pay attention to that. Pay, pay attention to this. Don't, don't pay attention to that. That's how it works. It's an illusion. The enemy cannot rob us of our focus. Somebody say amen. I'm going to get up here. I, I am being like Paul Grider today. I'm going to start sweating early. 40 years in quarantine. 40 years in quarantine. It's the same thing. Got them together to test them, right? To test them to determine the quality of their obedience. Not their obedience, the quality. The quality of their obedience. Not how many times they did what they said they were going to do. Not the quantity, but the heart in which they did it. The heart in which they served. I don't know about you guys, but I've served a, a lot of different ways. I've served in different places. But the quality has not always been there. There's been days where my service to the Lord has lacked quality. But I've got quantity, but it doesn't matter. It's the quality of the surface. It's the goodness of the heart when you want to pray for somebody. It's the goodness of your heart when you want to give to someone, when you want to sacrifice something of yours so that someone else can have it. Not how many times, but how truly and genuinely that you did it. Amen? The quality of our obedience. How has the quality of your obedience been in your 40 years of quarantine here lately? How has the quality of your obedience been in your homes when you've been by yourself, in your families? Not the quantity, not the quantity, the quality. The quality of our 
obedience. Did y'all realize we were getting manna? Have y'all seen that manna we've been getting? Uh, we've been getting it. You know, that, that, that heavenly thing that keeps you afloat. It won't save you, and, and, it, and it won't satisfy you, and it won't keep you uh, where you need and give you everything you need. But you know what? It'll get you by with a little bit of stimulus. It'll get you by with a little bit of cares money, right? It'll get you by with a little bit of this, a little bit of uh, restrictions eased off of missing work, a little bit, a little bit of manna. A little bit of manna. Now, if you depend on stimulus, if you depend on cares, or if you depend on these things, it's going to go away. It's manna. It's manna. I had somebody tell me one time they wish they had the manna. No. The manna leads to death. I want the bread of life. I want the bread of life. I want, I want, I want him. Right? I want to eat that. If it means that I don't get anything else but the, the, the bread and the living water, then I will be sustained. And not just sustained, not just surviving, but life and life more abundant with the bread of life and the living water. Somebody say amen. I'm not falling for the manna right now. I'm not going to depend on that. I, I want the quality of the bread of life. Y'all hearing me? I want the quality. I, I, I want what I'm going after. I want my obedience to match what I'm going after. And so my obedience is going after the true vine. Can somebody say amen? I, I, I need y'all to hear me this morning. I'm really excited, and I need y'all to hear me. Did y'all realize that God's grace when he was leading them out of the wilderness was evident even when they were being judged? They were in judgment, but God's grace was so obvious that they walked for 40 years and their clothes never wore out. Their feet never swelled. Y'all, I'm a young man. I work eight hours on a concrete floor. My feet are killing me. Killing me, right? Walking for 40 years, your feet never swelled, your clothes never tattered, you're just fine. That's grace. That's grace in the midst of judgment. That's grace in the midst of judgment. Have you ever been living in sin? Living in sin. Go ahead and say yes. Have you ever been living in sin and God bless you more than you even could imagine? Right in the middle of sinning. I, I, living no way that I need to. God blesses you with a new car. Blesses you with a new job. Blesses you with a family. Blesses you with friends that care about you. Blesses you with new clothes and food and all these things that you don't deserve. And each time you receive them, you're like, oh, thank you. Oh, conviction. Oh, ugh, right? How much of a parent is our God? I love you anyway. I love you anyway. Hey, the last time you came over, you stole out of your mom's purse. You want to come over for Thanksgiving? Huh? The last time that I saw you, you cussed me out, but I love you. You want to come to church? How much, how powerful is grace? How powerful is it that that that? In the midst of our judgment, in the midst of the children of Israel's judgment, God's grace 
His grace for His children was so overpowering, was so amazing, that He would care for them. Care for them to the point to where their clothes never tattered and their feet never swelled. Are you hungry? I will send you food from heaven. Know that it's not the real deal. It's not the, the bread of life, but this will get you by till you get it. Amen? God ever gave you what you needed to get to get you to Jesus? Huh? Anybody else? I know I have. See, this is, my wife told me something one time, and I, I don't know if I've ever talked about her. Her name's Charity. I, I need to bring her up more often. She told me something one time, and I, if she never complimented me again, I swear I would be just fine with this one. She told me one time that I loved her out loud. She said, I lo she said you love me out loud. And that broke me down. And I was like, that's all I've ever wanted to do. <laughs> I've all, I just want to love you out loud, yes. But how amazing is it that our bridegroom loves us out loud. Jesus Christ loves you out loud with everything that you do. He loves you out loud. You can be walking in the wilderness, and he will love you out loud to the point to where your clothes don't tatter, to where your feet don't swell, to you have everything you need to get to the end of the journey to where you can get to him. He loves you out loud. That no matter what is going on, no matter what is happening, I am blessing you, I am blessing you, and I died for you. Even though I knew where you would be, what you would be doing. He loves us out loud. You see, they are walking, right? Why are they walking? This symbolizes the journey in Christ. The trip, right? My, my brother... Paul Grider, I, I say it all the time because it's so good. It's one of, it's one of the, my favorite things he's ever said. A lot of people say it's the first step of the journey that counts, but it's not. It's the next step. The next step, because once you take the first one, if you just stay right there, you're stuck. Give God praise for that because I've lived like that ever since I heard it. It's the next step. So with everything that's going on right now, it's not about what has happened. It's not about right now. It's about what we do next. It's the next step. It's the next step that we take to get closer to Christ. It's the next step that we take to get closer to Him, to, 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 the, to the idea of being like Christ. Everything that we do. And once we take that step, guess what? It's about the next step. And then the next step. Until He leads us out of this wilderness. Not us. Whatever idea that we have that we've come up with, no. Allow yourself to be led outside of the wilderness. Because right now we can't see what's outside the wilderness. There's trees in the way. There's vines in the way. There's things that are, are keeping us from seeing what's on the other side. Our focus is under attack because of the trees and everything that's in the way. It's just a blur. Allow him to lead you out into the clearing. Allow you to emerge. Yes, somebody say amen. Say it again just because it sounds good. The Bible says, do not 
forget the Lord. I would encourage you all today, do not forget the Lord. Now, I am not saying, and hear me, this is very important. I am not saying forget that there is a God, forget that the Lord exists, forget that there is a God in heaven. That's not what I'm saying. What I am saying is it does no good in our lives to call him Lord and then not listen to a single thing he says. It, it, it does us no good at all if we call him Lord and God and Christ and refuse actively to do what he says. That is forgetting the Lord. That's what that is. And I have done that. I've done that. I've called him Lord. I've called out to him and I've, I've asked for help and I've asked for, 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 for this and for that. A long time ago, I, I would call out to him and then turn around and do what I wanted. It did no good calling him Lord when I turned around and refused to do what he asked me to do in the first place. Do not, do not forget the Lord when we come out of this wilderness, when we come out of this quarantine and all this other stuff, because it's not just sickness anymore. It's an entire attack to try to keep you cut off from the rest of the world. It, 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 it is an organized, planned attack by the enemy to try to keep you from emerging. But he is not going to keep us from emerging. He is not going to keep us in our homes anymore. He is not going to keep us to ourselves. He is not going to keep us trapped and locked in. We are the church. We are the church, and we've been walking around in this time of wilderness just chanting that to ourselves. That we are the church, that we are the church, that we are the church, that we are the church. And we've been chanting that to ourselves. And we've been chanting as, as we are being led around into the wilderness, just preparing ourselves, preparing ourselves for a moment to emerge. Just chanting, we are the church, we are the church, we are the church. Until finally, when we kick that door open and we emerge, that it's no longer a chant, but it's our battle cry that we are the church. Look out, because we're coming. We're coming in the name of the Lord. It's no longer a chant. It's no longer a saying. It is our battle cry. It is our battle cry to identify who we, is, we are, to wave our banner for the Lord, and to emerge to emerge from behind every fear that you've ever had, behind every anxiety that you've ever had, to every temptation that you felt like you could never just get over. We're emerging. We're beyond those things now. We're, we're past that because we're not getting hung up in shame and guilt and remorse and the life that we lived at back here. We are done with that. We have kicked open the door to a new life that Christ has allowed us to live and we are emerging as the body of Christ for Christ. Somebody say amen. Do not, do not forget the Lord. And I just mean exactly what I said. Don't call him Lord. Don't call him Lord. And forget everything that he's telling you to do. But not just forget it. Actively refuse. Refuse to do what it is 
that he's called you to do. It doesn't, it doesn't work, right? It doesn't work. The thing that is amazing me about this emergence that we are, we are experiencing, the, 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 the thing that we are moving towards, is that this is how God does battle. Are you ready for this? Are you ready for this? God will go ahead of you in your battle. He will, he will go ahead of you, prepare a way for you. He will annihilate your enemy. Annihilate your enemy. Be victorious for whatever it is that you are fi fighting or, or, or battling or going through. He, he is victorious, like overwhelmingly victorious. Not like last second shot, just barely did it. No, it's he. You do not want to be standing toe to toe with my God. You do not want to be standing toe to toe with my God. He goes and he is victorious. And then he comes back and he calls you victorious. He goes and does it. Claims that victory. Is victorious. And then comes back and points at you and says, look what you did. You are victorious in my name. Do you understand what I'm saying? You understand what I'm saying? Like whatever it is that you're going through, the thing that you've been praying for, the thing that you've been just petitioning to the kingdom of heaven, just going after everything in your life, if you know and you allow God to go ahead and be victorious, he will bring you the head of your enemy back and set it there for you and say, look what you did. Look what you did. How amazing is that? Guys, I'm telling you right now, I'm not, if I go and I slay a dragon, y'all will hear for the next 30 years, hey, remember that time I slayed that dragon? That was a big old dragon. And I took care of it all by myself. That's not our God. Our God will take care of an army and then come back and tell you that you did it. You see, in this Emerge series, I want you to hear this. I want you to hear this, okay? He leads you out of the wilderness, and then you emerge. He leads you out of the wilderness, but you're the one that emerges. He leads you to the door, kicks it open for you, and says, go on through. This one's yours. He's leading you out of the wilderness right now. Whatever wilderness it is, that you, and, it, and it is different for everybody. It could be something in your marriage, something in your personal life, something in your temptations or an addiction or fear or anxiety or social pressure or just the fear of the world or anxiety. Christ has come into the shadows and asked you to emerge, but not just emerge, emerge victorious. Somebody say amen. amen. So what I'm saying right now, what I'm saying to you right now is, it is time that we emerge, but emerge like you mean it. Like you mean it. You see, when God kicks open that door, we as the body of Christ cannot come up to it and go, Is it clear? 
Did everybody wash their hands and got their mask on and stuff? Is there too many people in here? I think I can. No. I'm telling you all right now. I'm telling you right now that when you emerge and God kicks open that door, you jump through it and run to the ends of the earth. Emerge like you mean it. Emerge like you mean it. Emerge like you've never emerged from anything. You thought I was going to land on you, didn't you? You thought I was going to land on you. That's all right. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. He goes ahead of you, prepares a way for you, claims victory over your enemy, and then comes back and tells you what a good job you did. That's the God I want. That's the God I want. Now, I'm telling you right now, it's just like I told you. It never gets lighter. The weight of sin. The fear is still as powerful. It's still as compelling. Anxiety, worry, just absolute not knowing where to go next. What do we do? That stuff never gets easier. It never gets easier. When you are, are challenged to do something, it's going to be just as hard. So I'm asking you right now, why don't you let him do it? Why don't you let him do it instead? Instead of us trying to do it every time, why don't you allow the blood of Christ to cover you? Cover you. And through the power of the Holy Spirit, allow him to do it. You see, you do that by an act of surrender. Surrender. You give it in. You know, I, I want to be led out of the wilderness, not by, like, looking ahead of where it is that he's leading me. Like, where are we going? Where, is it this way or this way? Are you sure? I want to close my eyes. Listen for his voice. And just follow it. This way? You got it, God. I'm just going to close my eyes because that's how much I trust you. I'm going to close my eyes and seek your voice and seek your face. And that is going to lead me out of the wilderness. And when I get to the edge, I'm going to emerge like I mean it because I know what you've brought me from. I know where I was. I know the darkness that that was. And I am coming into the light. I am coming into a new life. I am coming into this world. If it means I'm by myself and there's nobody coming with me, I know that the Spirit of God is coming with me. And that is enough. So emerge today. Emerge like you mean it.